fear. Everyone deals with it. No one wants to talk about it, but it exists, right? It's just part of life. I know as men, we're supposed to be fearless or something stupid like that. But in this episode of the Fallible Man podcast, we're going to get into the reality of it, how to arrest it and how to move forward, even when you're faced with fear. Let's go. Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question. This podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. My name is Brent and I am the Fallible Man. And a big warm welcome to all of our first time listeners, as well as the Fallible Nation. You guys make this possible. Guys, today we're getting into fear. Now, fear is a funny thing. Everybody has it. No one seems to want to talk about it. And I don't know why. Maybe we're all afraid to admit that we get scared. Maybe we think it's something to be ashamed of. But fear is just kind of part of life that you have to learn to live with and work around. So let's start right there. There are two main types of fear. There's reasonable fear and unreasonable fear. Reasonable fear helps keep you alive. The fear of jumping into a tank of piranhas is a reasonable fear. The fear of being killed keeps you from stepping into traffic. If you can't swim, then jumping into cold, deep water without a raft or life jacket is reasonable fear. If you don't have a parachute, the idea of jumping out of an airplane without it is a reasonable fear. Reasonable fear keeps you alive. This fear has a place in your life and in this world, and it's okay. Unreasonable fear is a fear that keeps you from living your life because of possible, possibly real imagined or perceived consequences. This fear can be innate. You were born with it, and there's no real reason why you have it other than it was just always there. It can be acquired by negative experiences or outcomes, or more commonly, it's just perceived by the mind. Our mind is afraid of something that we don't even know will happen. This is actually probably the most common kinds of fear. Our common cause of fear is perceived. In fact, studies show that 80% of the things you worry about never happen or more. Those numbers seem low, but I didn't want to overquote that one. Reasonable fears are not the issue. Please maintain a healthy fear of doing stupid things like trying to hug a lion in the savannah. That is a bad idea and is a reasonable fear to assume that that's going to end badly. Unreasonable fears are things we need to address. Now, I threw out some really extreme examples so far, but let's take it back just a notch, shall we? How about the fear a lot of fathers feel when their kids are outside of their safe area? That may be your home. That may be just like visibility. If you're at a park, right? For me, that's my kids being outside of my line of sight in a park. It's good to love your kids, but worrying about their safety anytime they're not directly with you, it's just gonna hurt you. And th this is one I struggle with. Like, 
I, I have a little fear every time my wife and kids get in the car and go somewhere without me because I'm afraid that they might get in a car rash and I won't be there to help or do anything. So this is realistic, okay? This may be coming a little closer to home. What about the fear of losing your income from your job? Now, I didn't say losing your job. For some people, that's a fear. For a lot of people, it's losing the income and security of their job that is the big fear. This has been a recent experience for a lot of people. Am I, am I hitting a little closer to home with these? Does that make sense? Are we tracking so far? So what do we do, right? Fear is just part of life. And a lot of people have unreasonable fears. I have some unreasonable fears. You probably do too. Well, the first thing we have to do is arrest that fear. So it doesn't interfere with us making intelligent decisions, right? We have to arrest that fear so we can make clear, calculated, non-emotional decisions and move forward. So John Davis, the corporate action hero, was one of my very first guests. He used to be a professional stuntman. He also trained stuntmen. And he taught me this. He said, Brent, when you're standing on top of a building looking down at an airbag that is tiny, every stuntman is afraid. Because you know, theoretically it works, but every stuntman is afraid. He said, the way I get stuntmen through this is very simple. Breathe. <laughs> now that seemed a little too simple for me. So let me break that down. He said, take three or four deep, long breaths. This actually physiologically arrests that fight or flight response in your brain. Like it actually pumps the brakes on that panic response. It will keep your subconscious mind from making hasty decisions. Once we breathe and arrest that panic reaction, that deep seated fear reaction, we can clear the mind with some breaths and stop that. So we don't react in a bad way. Once we're back in our logical mind, we can now dissect and analyze what's in front of us. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at ghostbed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my ghost bed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit ghostbed.com and use the code thefallibleman30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. FDR said, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. One of the greatest gifts men have in a more natural state is the ability to separate our emotions and our logic. So that's what we're going to capitalize on this. After you have arrested that fear response, and that may be because you're facing something that you don't want to do or you're uncomfortable doing, but you feel like you need to do it. After we've arrested that initial response, after my kids pull away in the car with their mom, couple deep breaths. Step one. Remove the emotion 
from the issue. Because you have this natural ability, take those breaths, arrest that moment. Now go to the logic center of your brain, put the motion aside so that we can get into a healthy decision-making paradigm. That's the first stage. Step two, now that we're in a healthy, non-emotionally influenced state of decision-making, what are you actually afraid of? For example, are you afraid of heights or are you afraid of falling? I had to explain this to my daughter the other day. She's not actually afraid of heights. She has a healthy fear of falling. That's reasonable. If you're in a position where a fall seems likely, then you're just thinking, oh, I'm scared of heights. No, you're scared of falling and dying. That's or getting injured. That's a reasonable fear. If you're safely behind a bunch of guardrails and wiring, like on the top of the Seattle Space Needle, on the observation deck where you literally cannot fall off and you're still afraid, then maybe you're afraid of heights. But for most people, they're just afraid of falling. So break it down logically without the emotional input. Figure out what you're actually afraid of. Number three, why is this even a question or an issue? Why are you trying to achieve whatever has brought you face to face with this fear moment? Does it hold up in the face of this moment? Is it still worth pursuing for you? Step four, what are the real consequences of moving forward or not moving forward? Not the imagined consequences or the perceived consequences that a lot of us get. Well, what if, what if, what if? No, we're in our logical mind here, gentlemen, not emotionally driven on this. We've identified what we're actually afraid of and why we're doing this. So what are the real consequences of moving forward or not? Step five, what is it that you are in control of? What can you influence and what's outside of your control? This is a newer concept for me that was brought to mind by one of my guests, Jim Fuller. And it's what is in your control? What can you influence and what is out of your control? Because as you're looking at this situation, you have to set aside the things you can't control, get them out of the paradigm. Look at what you actually can control versus what you can only influence. This is all critical information. Now, you're armed with all the necessary information. If you've answered those questions, you are armed with all the necessary information that you need to make a logical, reasonable decision about the validity of, do you move forward? Is this worthwhile? Does the why hold up? How is this actually gonna affect things? Decide if you're gonna move forward or not, then make a plan of action to negate risk as much as possible if you're still concerned and move forward. Like Franklin Delano Roosevelt said, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than that fear. Firemen don't want to be burned alive. Soldiers don't want to die, but they're all moving for something that they feel is more important. Likewise, when you're come face to face with fear, you can decide what's more important, what matters to you, Weigh it with your logical mind and make the right decisions for you. And that will make dealing with fear easier because we all have to deal with it whether we want to admit it or not.
Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. We'll see you on the next one, guys. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.